through the words of this human being, we do not hear your voice, O God. We pray that you would come in your own gentle, tender, and special way of the shepherd and speak to each of us here in the quietness of our hearts. Amen. As I shared with you this last week, and as you see in your bullet, as you've seen and experienced in your order of worship today, this Advent season, we've changed things up a little bit. We're, sing, we're trying to sing more hymns because you all love, we all love these songs this time of year, and there are so many of them. And we're also sharing in more liturgy, um, which is readings, responsive readings from the scripture, as well as traditional readings um, that we engage in. And as I shared with you last week, and I'll probably say this every week as it sinks in, because repetition helps things to sink in with us, the word liturgy literally means the work of the people. It is not just words printed on a page, but it is words printed on a page, songs that we sing that form us and make us as we engage with them. And so what we have been doing today and what we did last week in the service, what we do every week when we worship together is the work of God's people, speaking God's word, sharing God's word, praying God's word, singing God's word, sharing in our concerns with each other, voicing the names of those who need God's touch today, laughing together, crying together, all of these different things, the movement of coming toward the altar, bringing the gifts down, every piece of that is the work of you the people. And as we are sharing in these scriptures and as we are uh, as we are absorbing them, we are being changed from the inside out. And I was especially struck today by the reading that we got from uh, United Methodist uh, Discipleship page for the lighting of the Advent wreath and those words that Linda read so beautifully about how we long for peace. We long for true peace. We long for just peace. If I went around the room today to and asked does anybody want a little bit more peace in your lives? Most of us will probably say yes. And there would probably also be some of us that said that at some point this year, just as part of being human, that we did not feel peaceful, right? That we felt like, and you may be here today, beloved, and thinking to yourself, I don't feel the peace of God at all. And I'm here to say to you, peace is here. Just because we can't always feel it, it, that does not mean that God has moved away from us. We may move away from, from God, but God never moves away from us. And today we are celebrating as we read through these scriptures, as we look through these passages together, that God is indeed near to us. God has come near in the form of his son, Jesus, and he has brought new life into us. I also want to share with you, as we're on the subject of peace right here, that next week at the beginning of the service, our liturgy is going to be a little bit different. It is going to be based on scripture, um, but it's also going to be a theme around the theme of those who are grieving, those who have suffered loss this year. Uh, around this time of year, many of us are happy, but this is also the saddest time of year for those who have experienced a great loss. When there's an empty seat at the table, when there has been chaos or, or contention in your family, and us as a church body this year, I felt like it was really important for us to take a moment in the Advent season to just stop and to recognize that we may not all be happy during the holidays. And, and no matter how we are feeling, God is still near us. He is still with us. And I share that with you because I want to encourage you, if you know somebody who is struggling this Christmas, uh, as we get closer to Christmas, move through this Advent season, and especially if you are, please make your plans to be here. It's going to be a simple service. It's going to be a simple liturgy, 
but words transform us. Speaking God's word transforms us and opens that place for peace. So I just want to share that with you to say that I think that's really important. Now, we, we technically called this service of grief Blue Christmas. There will not be an Elvis impersonator unless um, someone has something up their sleeve. We, might, we, we will not be singing the song Blue Christmas, but it is about having the blues at Christmas time. So I just want to encourage you to think about that. And, as, and, and next week, as with every week, we will be sharing in readings from Scripture. And I want to encourage you to take these home and to read over them as the week goes on. Maybe read the whole passage and to really dig yourselves deeply as you can into what it is that God is speaking to you each week. And today I'm going to be talking mainly about these two verses from Isaiah, but also the passage that we shared in from Second Peter that Rachel led you in today. And as we look at those, I want to invite you to think about a gift that, an unexpected gift of Advent. This Advent season, one of the unexpected gifts we get from this season is the gift of time. Advent gives us the gift of time. And I know what some of you are thinking. No, it doesn't. I need more time than ever right now. I cannot get everything done that I need to get done in the day. And not only that, the longest night of the year comes up next week when we have the least amount of daylight hours. How am I supposed to get everything done when there's less light during the day? And I just want to invite you, friends, to think about this for a moment with me. When I say that Advent gives us the gift of time, notice I didn't say more time, not more time, but Advent gives us the, it offers us the gift of seeing time differently. When the prophet Isaiah was writing these words of chapter 40 of Isaiah, if you are feeling lack of peace today, read Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. It begins with these words, comfort, oh comfort my people. Isaiah is speaking to a people who are weary, the weary world um, that is not yet rejoicing because they're waiting for the Messiah. He is speaking to people who are in the midst of great chaos, great contention, and peace feels far from them. And Isaiah is speaking to them and saying that God has come. God has come near to them. God is coming to save them. But little do the people know they've got to wait a few hundred more years before the one called Messiah will come. And what we remember during Advent is that God, the gift of time is that God views time differently from the way that we do. God sees time not in the clock order that we go through every day. He works in and through our time zones. Yes, he does. He works in and through the hours, the days, the years, the weeks. He is at work and we can see him at, we can see him doing mighty and wonderful things. But in the season of Advent, God is inviting us to stop and think about the fact that what we are celebrating, all this preparation we're doing for the Christmas holiday, all of this that we are investing ourselves in right now, making sure we get the right gifts and we have the right meal prepared and that we tend to everything that we need to and that we get this time off from work and that time with our families, that all of this revolves around a little baby who came in the fullness of time so that we might be saved. In one moment, in the middle of the darkest of nights, God came near to us, and everything changed in a moment. All of those years of waiting and watching and grieving and looking, everything came together. And what God is inviting us to, of what I'm inviting you to, friends, in this Advent season, is to daily ask the Lord, help me to enjoy the gift of your time, God. To look at the Lord, to, to, to come before the Lord and say, Lord, help me to see time 
the way you see time, where we are not trying to put God on our schedule, but instead we are trying to live into what it is God is doing. And I want to speak to a moment for what is happening at First United Methodist Church, but this can apply beyond our church and, and into anything in your personal life as well. And that is the fact that when God is doing a new thing, when God is working in and among us, and we talked about that last week, that last week was a day of a restart for us as a church. In a new season of Advent, as we go into a new Christian year, we cel in celebrating new traditions and new spins on old traditions, that God is starting to form us and mold us and make us into, yes, we are still the same church, but we're going to be an even better church than we were before. And what God is doing, it, that takes time, and it doesn't always happen. The changes don't always happen on our time schedules, but God is inviting us to draw near to him and for him to, to show us that his time is drawing near to us. I love in Second Peter, the reading today that we shared, and it says, with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. All those years spent waiting for the Messiah are like one day to us now, right? Because we celebrate that Jesus is with us. He has come, he has lived, he has died, he has risen, he ascended, and he is with us again. We, we can't even begin to fathom what it was like for people to wait a thousand years for him to come but then in the same way God can accomplish the work of a thousand years in one day of our time frame and what God is inviting us into friends is to be is, is to think about his coming near to us the time is near as we look towards Jesus returning once again as we celebrate his birth at the end of this month we are we have the great opportunity to really move into asking the Lord, help me to see time from your perspective. Help me not to get so caught up in my own schedule that I miss out on what you are trying to do here and now. And, w and as we hear this, and in this reading from Second Peter, we hear in, once again that Lord, the Lord is not slow about his promise, but is patient with you. Imagine this with me for a moment, friends. The Lord, Jesus is speaking, imagine this as Jesus speaking these words to Peter. Simon Peter, the one who denied him, the one who turned on him, the one who, who was constantly asking him questions, who was constantly the one that was, work, that was trying to get Jesus to teach him more. Imagine that this is Peter's letter years after Jesus ascended, but imagine Jesus saying this to Peter. Peter, I'm not being slow about my promise. I'm being patient with you. I am being patient with you. And friends, that's what Jesus is saying to all of us. I am being patient with you. Will you come near to me? Will you experience what it is that I want to give to you? And so in this Advent season, let us invite that gift of time into our lives. And what we see is this. If you look with me again at our passage from Isaiah that we, are, that we have in front of you today in your bulletin, it, we hear Isaiah say that the Lord comes with might. His arm rules with him. His reward is with him. He is coming with might. He is coming with power. And then verse 11 takes a sharp turn. We talked about this a couple weeks ago on Christ the King Sunday, where the God of might and the God of power and the God of glory becomes a shepherd, becomes one who feeds his flock tenderly like a shepherd. He gives up his authority and he comes into the earth. Well, he keeps his authority, but he gives up all the glory and the majesty and the splendor of heaven to come and to come among us, to come near to us in the form of a babe. And his peace 
has come near us. Remember, friends, that the peace that Jesus brings is not bad circumstances going away. That's not what peace means. We wish that's what peace means, right? That all of the, uh, that all of the bad things are going to go away, and we're just going to feel this sense of calm and this sense of non-anxiousness. That is part of peace. But true peace, the peace of the Prince of Peace, the peace that Jesus gives to us, the peace we bless each other with at the end of the service, that is saying, no matter what I encounter, no matter what I go through, this, I know that all shall be well because Christ is my Prince of Peace. It's this ability to walk through those circumstances because God is walking through them near us and with us. And not only that, the God of power and might has become the mother sheep who carries us, his lambs, his sheep, those who follow after him close to his heart and tenderly guides us in the way that leads to life eternal. I had a really wonderful experience of this verse coming to life yesterday. Um, Elizabeth Bailey and I had the honor of going to Jackson uh, for a special called session of the annual conference. And um, for those of you who are not United Methodists or are not familiar with what's been happening in the United Methodist Church this year, um, we have had a number of churches, 142 exactly in Mississippi, that chose to disaffiliate from this denomination and join with a different denomination. We also had close to about 60 pastors, licensed and ordained pastors, who, made, who heard the call and discerned the call to leave the United Methodist Church and go to another denomination as well. And it's been a tough year. It's been a very tough year for the United Methodist Church, for our life as a congregation. And yesterday at that special called session of annual conference, we got together as was required at, at, in, in good order and part of our business to, to ratify those churches that had decided to leave, to bless those clergy who decided to pursue, uh, pursue their ministry elsewhere. And we had to get together and we had to, and, and we had to, in a business sense, ratify that. But we also were called to bless each other and to learn how to bless each other and how to part in love and how to part in peace. And the way that I saw this verse come to life yesterday, I want to encourage you to go on Facebook or on the conference website and watch, um, I think the closing service is available to be watched, and to just listen to our bishop, Sharma Lewis. And I'm not saying what a wonderful leader she is because she's watching the service today. She did tell us that she watches our services sometimes online, all the clergy, so I don't know, Bishop Lewis, if you're watching today, I'm not saying this to get any brownie points with you, but I do just want to share with you, please go and spend a little time listening to our bishop because not at the closing worship service, but right before that, at the end of the clergy session, which was confidential and private and it was not videoed, she, was, um, uh, she asked us, she said, those of you who are staying, pray for those who are leaving. And those of you who are leaving, pray for those who are staying. She said, we are going to bless one another. And she led us through the business. And as it, when she got to the end, she shared something that she did at annual conference back in June as well, which was, she said, I may no longer be your bishop to those who were leaving. She said, but I will always be your pastor. She said, I, she said, yes, I stepped into the role of bishop, but God called me to be a shepherd. God called me to be your pastor. And as she started sharing this with us, she began to weep. She began to choke up, and she began to just share from her heart. And then she said, I want to pray for you. And she began to pray, friends, for the clergy gathered in that room in a way that I have never felt before. And as she was praying, there, there was a moment in there where she said the word, finally. She got to the end of her prayer, and she said, finally. And it was just like something broke free in the spirit. It's hard to describe, 
but I thought here is somebody who has been given an authority, because bishops carry a strong spiritual authority, authority by God, authority in the office of a bishop, and she stepped down from that place of being in charge, the place of being the one keeping the order, and she said, I just want to be your shepherd. I just want to be your pastor. And she tenderly loved us. And when she said the word finally, I thought something has changed. Something is different. And we felt, and I felt that throughout the day as after she said that because friends of Uni First United Methodist Church, we are in a new season now. It is time to move forward. And let us do so with that same tenderness and that same gentleness because the same power that raised Christ from the dead is with us. And what are we going to do with it? How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to give to the needy. We are going to feed the hungry. We are going to visit the prisoner. We are going to love as he first loved us. So let us, whatever it is, be it what's happened in our church this year, in our denomination, be it whatever has happened in your life this year, as we walk through the grieving and the healing, and I know there's still more of that to come, friends, but let us hear the word, finally, finally, Christ has come. He is with us. And here's even better news, friends. He's going to come again, and he's going to come again, and he's going to come again, continually doing a new thing among us. Let us open our eyes. Let us open our ears. Let us be ready to receive from him. And will you, like him, be willing to gather the little ones, to gather each other in the arms of the Savior because we are his arms. We say a lot that we're the hands and feet of Jesus. We're the arms and legs of Jesus too. Y'all know that, right? We have to gather. We have to love each other. We have to go to each other. We have to hold each other. So let us put behind us what does not matter anymore. It is a new day. It is a new time. He is near. Will we draw near to him in return? Let it be so to the glory of the Father who lives and reigns with the Son and the Holy Spirit, the blessed three in one, now and forever. Thanks be to God. Amen.